Hello, I'm Janie and welcome to Suddenly Solo. This is my podcast all about my journey to rediscovering myself and reimagining my life as a solo parent. Um, I do record this at home, so if you hear dogs snoring or barking, that is why. And if you wish to connect with me, I would love to chat with you. You can find me on Instagram at magicandmedicine underscore or over at magicandmedicine.co.nz. Thanks for listening. Hello, I hope you are well. It is a beautiful sunny day. I have all the doors and windows open, welcoming that beautiful spring energy in. Um, I'm hoping that means the dogs who are sleeping will stay sleeping and not go barking randomly at people they hear, uh, you know, walking down the street because we we live at the top of a hill. And uh, one of my dogs gets very upset if someone dares to walk at the footpath below our house. <laughs> Even though it's quite some way away, he'll stand at the f- fence and uh, kind of bark. So I'm hoping that for the duration of this recording, he will just lie quietly and sleep and and not wind himself up and bark mid-audio. Um, so how are you? It's been a couple of weeks. Um, I hope things have been ticking along for you. My life has accelerated pretty fast uh, busyness in the busyness department. Although, if I'm honest, I feel like this sort of happens every single time we get to September. I don't know about you, but it feels like there just suddenly becomes so many things on. I guess here um, in the sort of southern hemisphere, because we're moving into you know beautiful warm weather, more things start happening, right? People want to get outside and do, do um, gatherings and events um, <laughs> as and when they're able to, restrictions and whatnot pending. Um, but yeah, it's it's great, but I just feel like, oh, everything just suddenly, you know, you're coming out of just kind of trying to stretch your legs after winter hibernation and get your bearing, and then all of a sudden it, it goes full throttle into all systems go. Um, so yeah, busy, busy here. Um, what did I want to talk to you about today? What was it? Ah, oh, I know. The theme of this whole podcast is, you know, getting your life back on track, rediscovering yourself, um, enjoying life, reframing and and finding yourself and getting in touch, you know, with you, who you are at your core after a relationship breakup, which is where I found myself. And I kind of wanted to reflect on that today. On how I find myself now, because I have, wait, let me do some math. <laughs> We're in 2021. So 2018 is when my ex and I split up properly. So 18, 19, 20. So let's let's say three to four years on. Um, and I am still single by choice and absolutely loving it like loving it and I thought it would be really good to just have a chat about this because I don't know that it's spoken about enough um it's kind of 
assumed and implied that as you grow up, you couple off with someone, right? You find a partner and you go and create this life um, together. And, you know, usually when people think about doing things, it's in a, an, either a couple or a group. Like, you know, if you think about going to the movies or out for dinner or travel, you know, it's not usually on your own. It, you're usually envisioning yourself with a significant other, you know, a best friend, a group of people, whatever, family members, etc. We don't often think about doing life solo. And <laughs> I think it's because it's so freaking fantastic that if word got out, people would be like, wait, what? <laughs> life is good? As a single person, you mean what? What's happening here? Now, this is, of course, only my point of view and my experience thus far. I mean, I might decide down the track that it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And I miss being in partnership. And I do, there is moments in time where I'm like, oh, it'd be really lovely just to have someone to share the load <laughs> mainly, but also, you know, because it's hard doing everything, being everything um, as a solo parent. It's hard having everything be on you. Um, but also sometimes I just want someone to think of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I miss the impromptu breakfast in bed or the odd bouquet of flowers or um, a random text or a little note found in your drawer, you know, from your loved one. That kind of thing I do miss. And I do miss the idea of when I think about the future, and this is interesting because I've been this way ever since I was a little girl. When I think about me as an elderly woman and, you know, in my 70s, 80s, 90s, I don't see myself with a partner and I never have. And I don't know whether that's because um, most elderly couples that you see um, one of them unfortunately passes on. I don't know if it's that or what, but I've always just thought of myself as being by myself in my old age. That kind of does sadden me a little bit because, you know, when the kids leave home, then I've got nothing to distract myself with and it's just going to be me and my thoughts and my actions. But also, yay. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I think... I grew and I learned a lot being in a, in a long-term partnership. Um, so much stuff that I couldn't have learned on my own um, because you need, you need someone else there to, to challenge you. Um, you need someone else there to teach you new lessons and to teach you things that they might know that you don't know, uh, to introduce you to new people and experiences and situations uh, you also need people to um, to create that friction uh, to argue with and to have conflict with um, to in order to understand compromise and compassion and the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and the ability to uh, experience and express your emotions in a healthy way and the ability to... Um, like express healthy anger and to say no and all of that sort of thing. But you also need like the pain that comes from conflict and drama and emotional turmoil 
which all relationships have, it doesn't matter how amazing your relationship is, um, you're going to have some kind of some kind of dramatic turn or turmoil, right? And you need that, I think, in order to grow. Um, Because we just don't grow on our own if we're not challenged, you know? Even if you think about like a a tree, a sapling growing out in the earth, if it's not exposed to wind, if it's not knocked around as as with the wind, then it doesn't grow strong roots, you know? Um, If it doesn't experience like rain and being waterlogged and drought, it doesn't learn to adapt. And those unadaptable um, saplings will just die. They won't last. So we're kind of the same, right? So we need we need relationships. And I did enjoy being in a long-term partnership. But I have to say, I don't think I've ever, ever grown quite the way I have being on my own. And I am so... Oh, it, I'm just so grateful for it and I'm so joyful when I think about it because I feel like the biggest gift was I was given was myself being given back to me fully um, and the gift of time because now from a very uh, – this is going to sound so selfish but from a, and it is – but I think in a good way, from a very selfish perspective – you're given back time. Like you don't have to structure your day around someone else. You don't have to be, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got four kids here living with me. Um, so I do have to structure my day around other people's needs and wants and what they need to do and consider them. But as a general rule, you don't have, it's, you don't have to think, oh, my partner's in a bad mood. You know when someone's in a bad mood that you love and you can't snap them out of it? And it's not your job to snap them out of it either, I might add. But it just puts a blanket of despair or grumpiness on the whole day. It ruins the whole mood. I don't have to think about that because if I'm in a bad mood, then it's my fault. I need to get my shit together. It's not like I'm trying to fix someone else or trying to tiptoe around someone else because they're in a bad mood. Um... And my day and my time is completely mine to structure how I need. Like I said, I do have kids that I have to be aware of. But as a general rule, on the flip side of that is everything comes down to me and my bad choices and my bad choices. Um, Sometimes if you're in a relationship, it doesn't feel like it's necessarily your choice. And there can be a tendency to say, well, you said do this, I did it, and it sucked. Or it's your fault because you chose to, you know what I mean? There's that convenient other person to become a scapegoat when you need it. So that does have its challenges. But I feel like that really made me grow because I had to learn who I was. And I had to learn how to do things on my own. And I had to learn to juggle being like all these different personas in one person. You know, how to be the mum, the dad, the fixer, the taxi driver, (laughs) the indoor cleaner, the outdoor cleaner, you know, the person that schedules everything, the person that goes to work, the person that stays at home, the person that cooks the dinner, the person that wakes everyone up, you know, all of those things, Um, the person that fixes and heals people when they're sick, the person, you know, the therapist, the, all of it, I had to learn how to do it all and be all of it at one time without losing me. And I think that was a lesson I had to learn really quick. Who the heck was I? Where was my gaps of knowledge? Where were the pain points that needed healing? And what were my core values? Because that learning all of those things and learning where I needed help and 
where I needed to heal, helped me to figure out who I was at my core and what I wanted my life to look like. And now I can say hand on heart that I'm completely loving where I'm at. I love I love my family, I love my health, I love the life I've created, the business I've got, the work I do, the opportunities that are coming my way, the people, oh my gosh. I don't know how, but I seem, I feel like when I was in relationship, my world kind of revolved around my ex-partner. And now it's freed up, that that person being removed has freed up all the space for other people to come in. And I feel like I have met so many more people and built so many more beautiful, actual, real connections that it's just lighting my life up. And I know this isn't everyone's experience of being single. And I know a lot of people really struggle and find that hard um, and lonely and, you know, kind of quite depressing. And I would say if you are one of those people, that it's probably an invitation to lean into discovering who you are. Because I know that's what it was for me when I really struggled being by myself, when I just needed someone, anyone to distract me. I realized it was or when I didn't feel complete or like something was missing. It was because I wasn't completing myself and I wasn't really comfortable, truly comfortable with spending quality time with me and my thoughts alone. A lot of us have baggage and trauma and healing that needs to be done. A lot of us need a shit ton of self-work. And it's very easy to not look at those gaps and to not do the healing and to not really invest in ourselves when we have an, a partner or someone else to distract us, which is probably why there's a heck of a lot of unhappy people out there and why perhaps... Um, relationships and, and marriages end up in divorce and because we're coming into these relationships not as whole people but expecting the other to heal and, and fulfill us, to complete us instead of looking to complete and fulfill ourselves first in order to come and you know if we think about how different that would be if both people came into the relationship happy, healed and whole like they don't need you in order to be happy. You are not the thing that needs to fill up the gaps in their life. But the fact that they actively choose you every day because they enjoy your company, because they see the light emanating from you, because they just find you absolutely delicious and delightful and they choose you every single day. Like isn't that what we want in relationships? And I know for me, that's not how I was showing up in my, you know, 20 year relationship prior. I was looking to the other person to fix everything that was wrong with me. I was looking for him to fill in every single gap that I had. Um, and I was blaming him for things that didn't go wrong. I was resenting him that I was unhappy because he wasn't spending all his time with me because he had other priorities and he wouldn't prioritize me. And I couldn't understand why he wouldn't choose me. I wasn't freaking well choosing me. <laughs> and if I couldn't choose me, why would I expect someone else to choose me? Um, I think I'd be so much better, ironically now, in a relationship because I do, I mean, <clears throat> there's still much work to be done. <laughs> um, 
and I don't know everything. I'm not fully healed. I'm not saying like I'm some enlightened guru or anything like that. I'm just saying I feel like I would bring so much more to the table and I would I would allow that other person more space to be who they are. Um, I wouldn't give away so much of myself because um, I think that's something else we tend to do, right? We give away. We give away the parts that we don't, that the other person needs or we mould ourselves to become something. You know, maybe we stop doing an activity we really love or listening to a particular type of music because because, you know, the partner doesn't like it. Your partner doesn't like, I don't know, whatever. I remember, (laughs) I actually really quite adored Stevie Nicks. Um, I love her whole fashion sense. I love most of her music, not all, like I'm not a super fan, but I do like her. I do like listening. But I remember I stopped listening to her altogether because I was listening to a Stevie Nicks song once. And my then husband was like, ugh, my ex used to love Stevie Nicks. Oh, she just thought she was amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And he really didn't have a high opinion of his ex-partner. And made it sound like listening to Stevie Nicks was just like so vile because of his ex. And he didn't ask me to stop listening, but I was like, oh gosh. If he hears Stevie Nicks or thinks of Stevie Nicks, then he'll think of his ex and then he'll be like, ugh. So I shouldn't trigger that in him so I'm not going to listen to that music and to an extent I stopped wearing the clothes that I really enjoy because the flowy floaty dresses kind of like Stevie Nicks right um I stopped doing all of that that's crazy that's nuts and that is on me for doing so but like I see a lot of people in partnership that do give away pieces of themselves and don't do things because their partners don't like it And I also think if we came into relationship a lot more expecting us to make ourselves happy and fully taking responsibility for when things go tits up or not work, um, fully recognize and acknowledge our own biases and baggage that we bring in, maybe then we wouldn't get into relationships where it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure if you think about like maybe a couple you know or perhaps a relationship you have now or in the past where people niggle at each other and they take little jabs. They're not big things. It's just little snide, sarcastic remarks, putting the other person down. Maybe it's just like little niggly, niche kind of... Mm, remarks in the morning like little bickering fights and what I mean by that is like so the little things those are the paper cuts you're still bleeding out but because it's a paper cut you don't go oh that's a big trauma that needs to be triaged it's just a paper cut she'll be right well we do this in our relationship over and over that builds resentment because then you're like oh gosh here we go what you know automatically you you're placing or assigning blame on your partner for something um, you're looking for something to to relieve, relieve your pressure 
by making a smart ass remark about your partner or making them feel a little bit bad because then you're already feeling bad if you make a remark or be sarcastic and then you can see a little bit of her, a little bit of you've touched a pain point in the partner. Then, you know, you know, when you're having a bad day and you're like, oh yeah, I feel a bit better because I was already feeling like shit. Now you feel like shit too. Good. We're on equal footing. Um, and I think there's a lot of relationships like that. So... All this to say, (laughs) this is what I'm learning as I've been in relationship with myself for the last, you know, three, four years. I'm learning how much I didn't take responsibility in my own relationship past, how much emphasis I was putting on my partner's need and desire to be happy or to do certain things, how much of myself I gave away and how much I was just willing to shove all my trauma, all my thoughts, all the stuff that I needed healing under the rug. And it also kept me stuck really um, emotionally immature, I would say, because I wasn't I didn't have to do anything on my own, right? I would just be like, oh, you know, it's too hard. You do it. Oh, no, you know better, so you do it. You're good at that. You do it, right? And and when you're in a relationship with someone like that who's like, you're better at that, you do it, most people would go, okay, sure, hun, i I'll do it for you. Don't worry about it. Um, so it kind of kept me emotionally stunted for a while there. I don't know. If I will ever actively like want to be in a relationship again, at the moment, I don't feel like it. And I'm really deeply happy that way. I know people that have like recently just split up with their partner and are literally out dating like two weeks later. To me, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that because I feel like if you truly loved somebody, would you not wish to give yourself a bit of time and space to process what happened and to heal and to, I don't know, that's my way of thinking. That might not be a true uh, viewpoint of at all when it comes to what this person's going through. Um, but I do think a lot of us rush. We have break up the healing Uh, sorry, the emotions are high, it fucking hurts and the healing and the pulling ourselves back together again feels too hard and it's so much easier to seek solstice, solstice, what am I saying? Solace in someone else. Um, And so, yeah, that's my invitation. If you've broken up with somebody, give yourself the time. If you are single at the moment, really dive in. I invite you. It's so good. It's hard in the beginning. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It really is hard to wade through your trauma and look at, drag everything out into the light and look at um, where things have gone wrong and your ugly bits, I guess. But it is worth it to rebuild that relationship with self, to realize that you are a whole and complete being, to really enjoy your own company To be able to go out and have dinner by yourself or watch a movie by yourself or travel by yourself and not feel like something's missing. That's a big thing. Um, To wake up happy because you've got the whole bed to yourself and the day is yours to claim and make your own. That's beautiful. Um, And if you are in relationship with somebody, how can you encourage both of you, you and your partner, to be full and complete, happy, healthy beings so that you are just grateful that you get to choose the other person every single day because you don't need each other but you choose each other 
that is freaking beautiful. Um, that's my thoughts and my ideas. I'd love to know your thoughts and ideas. So please feel free to DM me, have a chat. Um, I hope that the rest of your week goes really well. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you again soon.